And so right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, let us get into the word. I've got a word that I'll share for the moment that is before us. I'll see what, how far we shall go with it for the glory of God. But in, in a nutshell, what was laid upon my heart is something to do with the testimony of the Lord. That's the word that kept on coming into my spirit. The testimony of the Lord. The testimony of the Lord. And so I will just share on that particular aspect of the testimony of the Lord. It is so much in line with the, with the, 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 the teaching that we were sharing the other time of, of living in the moment. Of knowing that today is the day that the Lord has set forth to be able to intervene or to do something in your situation and your circumstance. You remember we have shared before and we have said that the aspect that, you know, the faith that you are, you behold, look back and see what the Lord has done. And the faith that you are looking forward to see what the Lord is going to do in the future. Bring those two, bring that one from the past, bring that, pull in that one from the, from the, you know, from the future. Bring them all today because he says, I am who I am. He's right here now. Don't waste time trying in living in the future or living in the past. That, you know, we come into this moment and tell him that, Father, I believe you now for what it is that you have promised that you're going to do in my life. You will do it now in the name of Jesus, all for the glory of God in the highest in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And so, we'll let us look at this, what is the testimony of the Lord? As we look at that particular time that he says, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. As he is so much concerned about today because he deals with us on a day-to-day, -day, on a moment-by-moment -moment basis. Now a testimony, as you know, the testimony of the Lord, I will just put in the simplest form uh, that I, I, I can be able to explain or think about it. His testimony, basically, it is his dealings or his interactions with humankind. That is the testimony of the Lord. It is his dealings and his interactions with humankind, with men and with men, all, 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 all over. And if you look at Psalms 19.7, it states something about his testimony. It says, the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. Then he says, the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The, the, you know, the testimony of the Lord is sure, it makes wise the simple. What is it so unique about this particular testimony? And we'll, we'll touch a few aspects on it as we go on. First and foremost, realize the testimony of the Lord, it makes wise the simple. Meaning, the testimony of the Lord informs us. That's one thing that the testimony of the Lord informs us. The testimony of the Lord instructs us. If we manage to get hold of that particular testimony, or we manage to see that particular testimony, the testimony of the Lord, you know, is a source of blessing. There's a, in Psalms 119, it says, Blessed are those who keep his testimonies. That is something that, you know, the testimony, whatever it is, it is that the testimony of the Lord it says, Blessed are those who keep his testimonies. We have said his testimonies are his dealings and his interactions with men and women. So it, it, his testimony is a report of what the Lord is doing, what the Lord has done, what the Lord has promised he will do. But mainly what it is that he is doing and he has done, it is his testimony. And he says, blessed are those who keep those testimonies. 
And you know, the, the, the thing I want you to put in your mind is they keep those testimonies. Meaning that, you know, they are ever in your mind. You are ever looking at them. You are ever thinking about them. The more you think about them, the more you speak about them. The more you sing them. The more you declare them. It says, blessed are those who keep his testimonies. And I want you to ask yourself as I ask myself. How many of his testimonies do I meditate on or think about or talk about? Or I just speak on other things. You know, the testimony of the Lord, he declares, if you look in like in Psalms 119 and verse 31, he, David says, I cling to your testimonies. Oh Lord, do not put me to shame. Meaning, those testimonies will keep you away from shame. It will save you, they will save you from shame. If you are able to call, to cling on to them, you don't let them go. He's, he says that, you know, he, he follows, if you look in Psalms, I think Psalms 119 verse 14. If you look in 119 verse 14, you realize something again about those particular testimonies is that somehow I think they show us that the testimony of the Lord shows, reveals the way. Let me look at verse 14. He says, I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. That the testimonies of the Lord make a way. They have got a way they go through. If you follow them and realize, you will discover. He says, he says that, you know, it, there is such a blessing in the sense that it makes a way. It brings, it shows you the way in so many different situations and circumstances. If you have those testimonies at work in your life or you are keeping them continually. He says again, I think in verse 36 of Psalms 119. That in, I, you know, incline my heart to your testimonies and not to covetousness. Basically, he's saying that his testimonies will save you from covetousness. Yeah, covetousness is a tendency with, that we human beings we tend to have over and over and over again. But he says, you know, if his testimonies, our heart is inclined to his testimonies, you'll find that covetousness will not have a root or have a place in any of our lives and in any of our work as we move on in the grace that God has given unto us. A wonderful one I noticed was in Psalms 99, 119 and verse 99. He says, your testimonies I have taken as a heritage. No, 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 that's right. He says, I have more understanding. He says, I have more understanding than all my teachers. For your testimonies are my meditation. He, you know, marvel at the wonder of his testimonies. Just the dealings, his dealings, and his interactions with other, with people. As you think about them, as you meditate on those particular aspects, he, look at that Psalms 1 and 119, verse 99, as he says that, you know, that your testimonies, I have more understanding. Why? Because I meditate on your testimonies. They are the source the, the, of my meditation. When I sit down in my silence, I'm meditating. I can see the, you know, the David getting hold of the stone, hammering Goliath and Goliath going down. That testimony says, you know, raise the strength and the grace and the boldness and the courage of God in your spirit. That if the small David could do it, it means he's the same yesterday, today and forevermore. I can do it also in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It, as you think of his testimonies, you know, I, I, I remember that particular uh, man who was at the pool of Bethesda, 38 years, 
the guy has been there trying to reach the pool every other single day and then suddenly Jesus shows up and you know he jumps up on his feet for 38 years he has been wobbling there on the ground and for 30 after 38 years he gets his feet again these testimonies as you meditate on them it will give you the understanding that these paralysis of mine will not last because I have seen it was if somebody stayed in it for 38 years they got out I will get out of this pain I will get out of this sickness this thickness or this condition is not an inheritance of my family line in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ I'll get out of this depression why because the testimony of the Lord it does something in your spirit as you grasp that particular testimony you know realize in verse in verse in, in, in 119 verse 11 111 he says your testimonies i have taken as a heritage forever for they are the rejoicing of my heart the testimonies of god they are the rejoicing of the heart if you are ever grumpy every hour now you know you've got a long face always i want you to, to test the testimonies of the lord take a moment i started looking at some of those stories and reading the testimony oh this is what he did this is what he did suddenly the face will start becoming a bit narrow a bit you know a bit, a bit round and round and a smile will appear in the name of the lord jesus christ while he says his testimonies they are the rejoicing of our hearts that is, as you meditate and think on those particular testimonies. In our nature is many times we think on the bad things that have happened in our lives. We think on the failures that we have, you know, that we have had. We think of the dusty things that we have done in the past. And, you know, they keep on clouding our mind and you, you know, as a result. It pulls us down and makes us lose vision of anything in life. But it says, your testimonies I have taken as a heritage. Take the testimonies of God as a heritage, not our past, not our failures, not the things that we have done. No, think and look at what the testimonies of the Lord. He says that you make them the heritage, your heritage of your heart. He says it will bring rejoicing in your spirit. It will bring rejoicing in your heart in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In a nutshell, as he said at the very outset, Psalms 19.7, the testimonies of the Lord, they are sure. They cannot fail. They make wise the simple. Now, if you are simple, uh, if you are simple and you desire to know wisdom, there it is. Learn to look at these particular testimonies all for the glory of God. We, as we lay, you know, we, we lay that foundation in your life as you consider these testimonies of the Lord. Whether you are young or whether you are old, the testimonies of the Lord, they are powerful and they are glorious all for the honor and for the glory of God. Look at their children in Sunday school. Don't belittle the stories that they are being told. Those are the testimonies of the Lord. And I, uh, those testimonies I remember from the time when I was very small. My mama used to tell me a thousand and one stories with regard to what God has done and what God is doing and what God is doing. Those things kept in my, in my spirit. In, in, as a result, they formed my life such that I was channeled, you know, channeled in a way towards spiritual things and the things of God from the time when I was small. Why? Because the testimonies of the Lord were continually placed before me. They are all I knew. 
And for a long time, even in the, I remember when I was in school, people would come to discuss anything. I find I don't have anything to discuss. But if you turn to the scripture, oh, it's as if the whole you have opened a can of worms. So much will start coming out because of the testimonies of the Lord. Even from the time of my young age, I didn't know how to share many things. But I would like, I used to love this word and sharing the testimonies. Oh, I, you know, have you read about this story? Have you heard about this story? Have you? That, that was the essence of my meditation. And this is what the Lord is, doing, is seeking for in our lives. Look in John chapter 19 verse 35. A scripture that we have read and known before. It says, and he who has seen, talking of the person who has written you know, the book of, of, of John, the gospel of John. He says, and he who has seen has testified. And his testimony is true. And he knows that he is telling the truth so that you may believe. Why? That as he speaks of the testimony of what the Lord Jesus has done, it will bring faith in your spirit. It will bring that particular assurance that I can also believe. And it will enable you to believe because of the testimony of the Lord. And I want you to, I want to encourage you because God's testimony, in his testimony, we find eternal life. And this is the, 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 the bit that we, we basically we, we, we begin on for this moment, which I just have a few minutes, don't be worried. That is 1 John chapter 5, verse 9 to 11. 1 John chapter 5, verse 9 to 11. The word of God says the following. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. Or that we may call it the testimony of God is greater. For this is the witness of God which he has testified of his son. He who believes in the son of God has the witness in himself. He who does not believe God has made God to be a liar because he has not believed the testimony that God has given of his son. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life and this life is in his son. Again, Hear the testimony of God. It, in that testimony you will find life. Don't seek for life anywhere. Eternal life is found in the testimony of God. Healing, deliverance and what have you. They are all found in the testimony of God. The whole word of God is essentially a testimony about, about God. And he wants you to get clean onto this particular testimony in the moment. Not looking for them in the future. Now because this testimony is for this particular moment. This particular testimony is a life that he wants to give unto you at this particular hour in the name of Jesus. That's why he says if you go to Isaiah 43 verse 10. He says you are my witnesses. Says the Lord. And my servant whom I have chosen. You are my witnesses. And you and I says the Lord and my servant whom I have chosen. Why? He says that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Praise the Lord. Why? Because he wants you to get filled with his testimonies so that you become his witness. Our sister spoke of, his, of her mom in the, in the hospital. She has become a witness and she doesn't even know that she's actually the witness. 
She's singing, you know, you know, oh, to God be the glory, great things he has done. So, so loved he the world that he gave his only son. You know, and that is the gospel. She was actually preaching the gospel in the hospital. Whether they like it or not, I thank God for the elderly. You know, the elderly, you can do nothing about them. Praise the Lord. If they are, if they are young, they will be fearful. The elderly, you know, nothing, no fear. And especially our old mamas, they will never care. They will shout it out clearly. Praise the Lord, oh, for the glory of God. And there she says, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let the people rejoice. All come to the Father. Through Jesus the Son. She's already declaring the gospel. Whether they like it or not, they have received it. Praise the Lord. She has done her part. The testimony has gone forth. And I want you, my brother and my sister, let us get hold of this particular testimony and the Lord shall be glorified. Now, he says that you may know me, you may believe me, and you may understand that I am. So if you want to know the Lord, you want to believe the Lord, you want to understand the Lord, turn to his testimonies. Praise the Lord. Don't seek for it. For him in, a, in some secret place somewhere, no. Get into his testimonies and as you look into his testimonies, you will discover this is where he is. Don't seek for him among soothsayers and what of you. Seek for him in his word. He, you will not miss him in his testimony. He is hidden in his testimony and he will reveal himself to you in that particular testimony in Jesus' name. Now, quickly, I want you to, in each and every testimony as you look at it, this is what I want you to do, first and foremost, look at the circumstances that surround that particular testimony. What is happening in that particular testimony? Consider the responses of those ones who are in that testimony. Those ones are the, the circumstances, the things that are happening to those particular people. And then, as you look at the, look at the outcomes of, the, of those particular testimonies. And as you look at those out, uh, outcomes, let the, you know, the circumstances, let the responses, and let the outcomes inform your walk with the Lord. Let those, you know, the responses, let the, the circumstances, let the, you know, the, the outcomes, let them inform your talk as you relate to the Lord. Look at them and grasp, oh, hold on, this is how it is done. And as you discover this, how he did it in his situation, the Lord will then unveil your spirit and you discover this is how you can do it in your situation and in your circumstance, because your circumstance is unique for the glory of God. Don't try to identify yourself like that alone, but as you look at what he has done in that life, somehow that testimony starts to relate and connect and link with you, and it starts to you know, adjust, and you discover that, oh, in my life, this is how this case will be dealt with in the name of the Lord Jesus. Why? Because these testimonies, they make wise the simple in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. So quickly look at uh, two or three testimonies that I want us to look at today, this, this afternoon. I want you to look at Abraham. That is Abraham in Genesis chapter 12 verse 1 to 4. Hear what the word says. Now he, and now the Lord said to Abraham, Abraham, get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. 
I will bless those who, who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now listen to verse 4. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him. Hear the command and the word of the Lord. He is told, get out of your country to a land that I will show you. Now, in normally as we have, he could have chosen to wait until he knows where that particular land is. That's one. And many of us, we do that. He could have, you know, he could have decided to, you know, first of all, he insists, I want more revelation concerning what you have said. That is aspect number two. Another thing is, he could have started consulting to see if anyone has an idea about this land that God is talking about. My sister, have you heard about that land? My brother, have you heard about that land? No, I had God told me to go to a land, to get out and go to a land. But I don't know, have you heard anything about it? My brother, have you seen anything? You know, have you had any such a revelation? That's what we tend to do. Many times, many times that's what we do. So you could have said, you know, consulted to see if anyone has had an idea about the land. Another thing is, uh, what we do in our present time is when we hear something from the Lord or something comes upon us, we, he, he could have gone to the prophets of his time or the seers you know, and to, to, to get their view that, you know, can you at least hear something from the Lord for me? I've heard this word, but I, I want clarification. Instead, verse 4 tells us something interesting. Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him. And what is the Lord saying? When I speak to you, when I place a word in your spirit, when I bring a leading upon your spirit, if you know my testimonies, and if you have understood my testimonies, and you have come to know me, he said, do not delay, one. Do not hesitate, two. Do not drag your feet. Do not miss your season. Do not miss or do not lose your opportunity. Many times that happens in our lives because we are holding back because we are not believing him. Why? Because we don't know his testimonies. We have not familiarized ourselves with his testimonies. Familiarize yourself, my brother, my sister, with the testimony of the Lord. Look at Moses in Exodus chapter 3, verse 1 to 4. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the bank of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of, the, of a bush. So he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, 
God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, that turning, that turning made all the difference. When that word which comes to him and says, I now, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. He had seen many fires burning there before, I believe, because he believed in a desert place. But he sees the bush burning and he noticed an unusual phenomenon. That the bush was not being consumed. And, you know, he makes the decision at that moment. I will now turn aside and see. He does not say, now, nah, I'm busy with my sheep. I mean, this is a very strange thing. I'll, I'll come, I'll, I'll, I'll go home, maybe I'll come and check tomorrow whether that fire is still burning. There was a window of encounter that God had prepared to encounter Moses at that particular time. He identified or he prioritized the signal that God had given unto him. He did not ignore the obvious. There are signs and words and impressions that we receive and you know for sure this is not a common impression that I've had. But many times we still ignore them and we turn them aside. The Lord is calling unto us that when he speaks, he says, your Noah will know that it is him. Why? Because in John 10, verse 27, he says, My sheep hear my voice, and they know me, and they follow me. Amen. What he's saying that you are Noah, that knowing inside you, will the moment he speaks just the first time, he does not need to speak twice. That's what the Lord is saying. The moment he speaks, there is that evidence, that witness in your inner man that sparks straight away, it is him. And he says, My sheep hear my voice. And they follow me. What is he saying? Heed and obey when you hear my voice. Your life depends on it. In the name of Jesus Christ. It is the power of the moment. If Abraham had decided to wait, he may never have got, gotten the promise. The many promises that he had been given. I will do this, this, this. When he stepped out of the land of his, of his country, he moved out. Not knowing where he was going. The Lord is calling us to step out in that moment. The moment he speaks, it is the hour of opportunity. It's the moment that he wants to reveal himself in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Quickly, meditate just on those particular words. In Matthew chapter 3 verse 2 and Matthew chapter 4 verse 17. Some interesting words are there. The words of John the Baptist and the words of Jesus. This is to Israel. We have looked at Abraham, we have looked at Moses, and now let us look at Israel. He says in Matthew chapter 2, chapter 3, verse 2, and chapter 4, verse 17, and, and saying, that is John, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And from verse 17, chapter 4, verse 17, he says, from that time Jesus began to preach and say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now realize, God's offer of the kingdom to Israel was to be realized at an appointed time. The chance to receive the kingdom that had come was at, in a certain season, at a certain moment. They either receive it or they lose it. 
And that is what the Lord now comes in. And he, he tells them, repent. What is he telling them? Turn around. Why? Turn around and look at me. Turn around. Believe in me. Leave everything else. Forsake the law that you have been looking on all these years. I am the fulfillment of the law. Repent. Turn. Look at me. Forsake your traditions and your ideas. Put on your trust. I am the Sabbath. I am the fulfillment of the Sabbath. I am the fulfillment of it all. Come unto me and you will have life. But you know what Israel did? Hear what happens to them in Luke. Chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. This is what he says. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. The one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How, how often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers a brood under her wings, but you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. And assuredly, I say to you, you shall not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Chapter 19, verse 42 says, If you had known, that is to Jerusalem, even you, especially in this day, the things that make for your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. For the days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment around you, surround you and close you on every side and level you and your children within you to the ground and they will not leave in you one stone upon another because you did not know the time of your visitation. The Lord is calling upon you and me. He says they missed their time of their visitation because they didn't take note of the testimony of the Lord. The testimony had been before them all along. My brother, my sister, don't miss these testimonies. Garner them into your spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. What is the Lord saying? Awake, O sleeper. Awake from your fantasies. That's what the Lord is saying. Awake from you know, your procrastination. Awake to the reality of the moment. Awake from the manipulations of men and women. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Do not miss your visitation. May the Lord help each one of us. That we may be able to know his testimonies. What is he saying? Stop waiting to become. Start being what he has spoken concerning you in the name of Jesus. Stop waiting to become. Start being that man or that woman whom he has planned and desired you to be. He says, my plans are held up. My plans are delayed. My plans are put on hold due to the hardness of the hearts of my people. And so he cries unto us who cry unto him like David said, Create in me a clean heart and renew a steadfast spirit within me. That I may be able to believe your testimonies. I may be able to hold your testimonies. I may be able to know that you are not a man that you should lie. You are not a son of a man that you should repent. Let us borrow a leaf from the disciples whom he told, Follow me. 
They didn't question him. They followed him in the moment. Otherwise, they would not have been his disciples. Remember when the Spirit takes Jesus from, the, from baptism? After he's baptized, he comes out of the river. And immediately, he's being led to the wilderness. Many of us will go back home to go and pack a few clothes and prepare ourselves so that we may be able to go to the wilderness. But you see what Jesus does? He comes out of the river and what happens? The spirit is sending them, him to the wilderness. And the man turns, he does not remember home, to the wilderness, he's gone. He fulfills his task. May the Lord help you. May the Lord help me. We may be able to believe his testimony in the name of Jesus Christ. Creating me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for each man and each woman here, each one of us here and those ones online, you want us to believe your testimony. Oh God, create in us a clean heart that will absorb your testimonies. Renew in us a steadfast spirit that will hold and cling on to your testimonies. Oh Father, like never before, that we shall be able to recognize your voice. We shall be able to recognize the hunch that you bring forth in our spirit. We shall be able to recognize, dear Lord God, that leading of your spirit. And we shall follow individually and corporately as a church. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.